Hello, everybody, and welcome to this talk on the mind, your head center, and how the true self and the not self really play into the wounded maiden energy and the healthy embodied feminine energy. I'm really excited to get into this chat. For those that don't know or for those that are new here, my name is Ashley Brianna Eve, and I have, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> Hi, it's so nice to see you guys. I am the founder of Elite Human Design Coaching and Consulting with a specialty and a special focus, and it's close to my heart, is incorporating the three phases of our life cycle. So maiden, mother, and crone. And I specifically focus on that transition between the maiden, particularly the wounded maiden, and mother. And when I started doing this, you know, I want to say research, <laughs> unofficial research, unofficial research. When I started doing this and looking at it and comparing my backgrounds in psychology, I did a lot of research for risk versus resilience. So when I started looking at this, is really fascinating to see the connection between wounded maiden and the not self. And we are in a society that breeds and holds us hostage in the wounded maiden energetics. And then looking at where a lot of people are not embodying their design, where they're meeting a lot of resistance. And I apologize, guys, if I don't respond to comments, I'm streaming into five different areas, so I won't be able to see all comments. And I do apologize if I miss yours. Where I was starting to notice the last few years, <clears throat> If you've been with me for a while, you know I've run womb healing programs. Um, I had the Warrior Goddess Mastermind, rewilding programs. None of this is new to my work, but I'm starting to look at the ties. And we're going to speak about the head center today and how this ties in and really some tools that you can walk away with to start looking at like, wow, okay, this is where I'm operating in the not self. And this is how these wounded energetics are playing out. And this is the true embodiment of my design. So I started to notice, and the more I studied and the more I also went on my own journey, it really became obvious in not just us personally, but as a collective, as a whole, oh, the veils, the ties, the cords that are really keeping us anchored in this not self, which is the wounded maiden in my work. When we also look at Ra Ruhu, when he spoke about human design and he spoke about like this statistic is going to blow your mind. So I need you to really let this land and decide what side of the statistic you are going to be on. Four percent, four percent of people that learn human design actually increase their level of spiritual awakening. That's not 4% of people in the homogenized world. That is 4% of people that commit themselves to learning their human design actually embody it to some degree. He never spoke about, you know, what the percentage within that are those that hit certain levels within it of embodiment, right? And Gene Keys, we can look at it as the shadow, the gift, the city. Ra didn't really, unfortunately, he passed away. He didn't have an opportunity to go that deep into it. And... I'm telling you from my own experience, because we are so trapped in the wounded maiden energy, I would be shocked. 
probably 1% are making it to like this more like city level of, right? That's from Gene Keys, city level, or even like spending most of their time in the gift, energy of embodiment. So what I've really committed myself to is, and again, it's always behind the scenes. I always do so much behind the scenes before I birth it forward. So like I said, I've been doing a lot of the feminine programs for a very, very long time for longer actually than I've taught human design. And it's just this last year and a half where I've been behind the scenes looking at my own transition and full embodiment of that transition and how does this play out in the body graph. So what today we are going to talk about, this is actually the topic for our call today in the Golden Path, which is my monthly human design and Gene Keys low cost membership. So I'm really excited to dive in with them today. We're going to get into bigger or sorry, more specifics in there. We're going to keep it bigger and more broad here. So when we look at, I mean, let, let's really take it back to the most basic form. When you look at your body graph, when you look at your human design, what you are looking at is the potential, the potential of what it means to be you. So it doesn't mean that this is actually Gwen Stefani's chart. I wanted a, <laughs> a design with a defined head center so that it stood out. My other computer is the one that has the software that works better for sharing. So I want it to stand out. So this is Gwen Stefani's chart. I've used her chart a lot recently. She's a manifester to four triple split emotional authority. Of course, this is the potential. When we look at a design like this, for example, gate 48 channel of judgment, there's the potential there to see what doesn't work, bring forward a new way through her depth and her unique ideas and inspirations. There's the potential. But just because this is our energy does not mean that's what we live out. It doesn't mean that it actually comes to fruition. It is the nature of what it means to be you. And it gives you the opportunity, human design, to experiment with what it means to be you. You're never going to hear me say that human design is like a quick fix. (laughs) You are going to be gravely mistaken and disappointed if you're like, this is it. This is the quick fix to fix all my problems. If I just learn, right? I hear that word a lot. Well, I learned what it is to be a generator or I learned what it is to um, have a life's work 40.2. It's one thing to learn it and actually embody it and live it. So it's that potential and it's that experiment that you go on. It's so incredible. I do long-term coaching packages with my clients and it's so incredible to see those even in the Human Design Coaching Academy from a year ago where they are now when they took my advice and they actually slowed down. When they took my advice, they actually slowed down and allowed themselves to experiment. See, what does this mean for me? What does it mean to be me? When I drop all preconceived notions, when I drop all shoulds, needs, have tos, when I actually question everything I know to be true about me, then what happens? So when we're looking specifically at the mind center or sorry, the head center, that's your mind. And information is coming in through there, right? So especially if you have an undefined head center, it might feel like, although this this happens for everyone, we are human after all, might feel like you're being bombarded by a lot of information. (laughs) And we are. We have, you know, 
phones going, music going, TV's going, partners talking to us in the next room, the kids are climbing on the table and they shouldn't be so you're chasing the kids around while you're trying to think about your new launch or what you're going to say today on social media. We are, we are constantly bombarded where research, this is actual research, has shown our attention span is shorter than that of a goldfish. Congratulations, humanity. <laughs> Right? So goldfish have an attention span of eight seconds. Research is showing ours is like five. And there's more research coming out now that if your website takes more than five seconds to load, if your sales page takes more than five seconds to load in its entirety, people click away. That is how short our attention span is. And your posts on social media, it has to be that quick grab, right? People talk about hooks. Why? People's attention spans are short AF right now. <laughs> They are. So information comes in through the mind. We then filter it, we distort it, we delete because we literally cannot consciously process all the information that's coming in. When we do that, we are filtering, distorting, and deleting. For anyone that's done NLP training, that's going to sound familiar. Based on our inner paradigms and the identities that we hold. Now, where I say to my one-on-one -on -one clients is that they have to challenge everything they know to be true is because those identities and the paradigms that you hold are going to be based on deeply ingrained conditioning, deeply ingrained trauma, deeply ingrained identities that other people told you you should be or have. It doesn't actually represent who you are and who you be. I always say to my clients, it's actually shocking to me, even when I look back six months ago and, you know, bless the Ashley even six months ago, but I don't even recognize her. And I don't say that from a, a negative way. And she was a badass in her own right six months ago. But when you literally just sit back, relax, as Ross says, and be a good passenger, it's quite astonishing how much you thought was true about you that isn't actually true about you. So your mind is constantly, and we think something, oh my goodness, I can't remember the stats, but it's over 90% of the same thoughts every single day, subconsciously. Therefore, about 90% of the same thoughts you have every single day are likely rooted in some form of the not self, are likely rooted in some form of the wounded maiden, are likely rooted in some form of conditioning that you've taken in through your body graph, through your energetics. Now, where a lot of people misrepresent this energy as well as they think, well, it's only where I'm open that I can have unhealthy expressions, which is not the case. We have unhealthy expressions in your definition as well. It's called an unhealthy expression instead of called the not self. So if it's open, it's called the not self. So we are also on a grander scale, right? When we're thinking, as Ross says, we're, we're a part of the conditioning. We are a part of the program. The, and Richard Rudd talks about this a lot as well. It's not going out there or ascending out there. It's a descension into this body. That's why the first sequence in Gene Keys is your core grounding, your core stability, bringing everything into the body. So we are also deeply conditioned by the homogenized world that honors and worships the maiden at any cost honors and worships the maiden at any cost. So women go through, and when I say mother, a, a something to keep in mind for those that have done rewilding with me, I'm not talking about nurturer. There are 32 faces of the feminine. Mother is an archetype of our phase in life. 
nurturer is a face of the feminine. Those are two different things. So we go through three phases, which is the maiden, mother, and crone. Everyone's out here trying to avoid crone at all costs, right? I mean, we can see it in celebrity culture every day. We can see it. It just takes two seconds of being in the homogenized world and observing the homogenized world, how much we have conditioned, deeply ingrained conditioning around what it means to age, about what it means to leave maiden. And also because of that, we are lacking those that can walk us through those passages, those rites of passage as we go through our lives and as we move through the different archetypes. So we have not just our own conditioning deep within, but we're also dealing with a homogenized conditioning that's telling you do not get old. It is bad to get old. I hear this all the time with the six lines. You want to see someone deflated with under 20 seconds? Tell them they're the role model after 50. It's like I take a pin into their balloon. It's like, poof, 50. I have to, I, I have to wait till 50. What? Like the, this actual horror that you can feel in the six lines body when we talk about the role model, the like full embodiment and expression of the role model being after 50. Why? This, this. It's this deeply ingrained obsession with the maiden where we're even afraid of, oh my God, I have, I have to wait. What do you mean? I don't want to, I don't want to get to 50. (laughs) I don't I don't want to wait till that. Where there's this toxic feminine and the toxic feminine that's been, that we live in every day. I see it in the spiritual space every single day. The spiritual space in my humble opinion, this is my opinion, is one of the worst offenders of this. It's so we are then in the condition that's filtering, deleting and distorting to not just meet our own paradigm, but the homogenized paradigm of what it means to be woman one, be successful two, and be yourself three. Because the world's telling you, be yourself, but not like that. Be yourself, but don't age. Be yourself, but outsource your energy to the guru or the new system or the new this or the new that. Be yourself, but not like that. So we're not just dealing with lifetimes often of conditioning. And we're going to get in a little bit of the head center in regards to how this plays out here. We're not only dealing with our own paradigms and programs, but we're dealing with the collective as well, which is ingrained in the wounded maiden, that toxic feminine. So when we're looking at it, it was really fascinating for me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't have my chart up and I don't like searching charts in the middle of a call just because um, it, I like to keep my clients' charts private. Um, I work with, you know, Netflix directors and actors on Broadways and such, and even my spiritual entrepreneur clients, I don't want their charts broadcast. So I won't pull up my chart. However, when we look at my chart and really the evolution that my chart has been through as well, I can look back and really just even from my own experience, see the evolution that I've gone through in the conditioning of my, oh, I have an undefined head center. So undefined means you have a hanging gate. So there's no channel, right? So it's white, your head center, but there's a gate activated. So I have an undefined head center and the evolution, even in my own 
I'm a six line. I have no problem sharing my own experience. I am in the trenches with you. We all are. That's what being human is. Of being in wounded maiden and this evolution, this arc that is never done, right? Even embodiment of your human design. It's not this pillar out there that's like, this enlightened being on a mountain with the, you know, the sky parts and the sun shines down, all of a sudden you've made it. That's an illusion that the online space has created. So that wounded maiden of the perfectionist. So let me know if any of this resonates, whether your head center is defined or undefined, so they can both have healthy and unhealthy traits. But feeling that perfectionism, where in your business, where in your life have you been putting things off? Because it needs to be perfect. I was guilty for that. I remember in grade school, grade school, teachers pulling me aside and saying, Ashley, you have an unhealthy expression of perfectionism. It is not normal for a child of this age to be a perfectionist like this. Being self-centered. No one wants to admit about that, right? About themselves. I'll often hear, but that's my design. (laughs) The wounded maiden is self-centered impatient. So one of the biggest things when we're looking at the undefined head center, especially, I'm glad this is resonating. We're all human. It's safe. The more we can just pull back the bullshit and be honest with ourselves, that's where we change, right? And I used to be there. I used to be like, but I'm a generator with individual circuitry. I'm designed to be self-centered bitches. I have a defined ego. And then it was this evolution and working with I multiple, well, I've always had multiple mentors at any one given time, mentors to to go through this evolution myself of looking at, ooh, ooh, that was, that was, that was a, a raw wound to look at. It was a raw wound to look at. So it's impatience, right? The pressure in the head center, whether it's undefined or it's defined, there's pressure. So the healthy embodied mother has this kind patience. No pressure to figure it out. Feeling the pressure, but not forcing it to move her. Because she's grounded in who she is. But the wounded maiden and the energy that we are bombarded with every day is impatience. And that's an unhealthy expression of a pressure center like the head center. It's a pressure center. We are all under pressure, whether it's undefined or defined. We are all under pressure to move the energy down at the throat. So that impatience is the wounded maiden, that reactivity. Right? Not creating that space between particles, between external event and then your response. Right? The healthy mother has that external event process internally first. And this is even, you know, from trauma training. If you've ever worked with anyone on trauma, you process internally first and then you process externally. Then you bring it external. The wounded maiden's not doing that. She's reactive. She's impatient. So it might even be to an idea, right? When in your business, have you had an idea? (laughs) I need it now. I reacted to something. Now I'm impatient And, and it has to be perfect. And I don't care what my audience wants. This is what I want. And then bouncing between ideas. And another expression of the wound and main that I see a lot in the online space is in regards to the manifesting generator and this justification for their efficiency as being called like, I'm going to call it for what it is, unfocused. But it's, 
looked at in the online space as a positive. Oh, you're an MG? Yeah, no, it's not unfocused. It's just who you are. You have a lot of ideas. And this can be deeply triggering, especially if these are core identities, especially if you have a lot of black, so that's your uh, personality. In regards to the G center, in regards to the head, especially if you go straight down from the head to the throat, and that's who you believe you are, right? And now you're in reactive mode, that wounded maiden mode of how dare she say that? I've had that in my DMs. How dare you say that? I'm an MG and I have all these ideas and 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 I'm always saying, you know, I, I it's like this, I have this and then I have this as well. And I just never know what to launch, but that's the normal MG. And I say, but how's that working? Because it feels as though your energy is unfocused. And more often than not, that person comes back later and thanks me for that incredible breakthrough. The wounded maiden is pleasing and polite, especially if you have an undefined or open solar plexus that's going to be amplified because you don't want to feel the emotions of the others. So you're pleasing, you're not rocking the boat, you're polite, you're not really speaking about what you're passionate about, you're not speaking about what you want to. And again, we, have, we were not born this way in the wounded maiden. We were made this way and it's expressed through our body graph by an abusive culture, a culture that, uh, you know, deep unmothering, are telling us our worth is external, your worth is made in how much you make, how much money you make, the network you have, so you're not worthy unless you're connected to this network. I mean, even right back into grade school and high school, right? But it's still perpetuated. You have to be blind to not see that it's perpetuated constantly, continuously in the online space. This is all the wounded maiden, and it's a toxic feminine culture that continues to keep us trapped and seeking externally, outsourcing our energy. And as long as you are seeking externally and outsourcing your energy, you are trapped in wounded maiden, and you cannot embody your design. I don't understand every word you say, but I feel it all. I love that. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much. That's so kind. It reminds me of a talk Gabby Bernstein did. I've told this to my clients before in the past. Uh, she shared how, I think it was in Japan, and at the last moment, none of the technology was working. It was supposed Everyone was supposed to wear headphones, and it was supposed to automatically translate everything, and everything broke right before. And she said, well, I'm just going to go on and speak anyway. And people were in tears, and everyone was being moved, and no one understood damn what she was saying. But they didn't need to. It was the energy behind it. So thank you for sharing that. So when we're looking at the head center, whether it's defined or undefined, there is pressure to resolve the experience. Pressure to resolve information that you brought in. The question becomes, are you then impatient? Or are you in kind patience? And I want you guys to really breathe that in. If you take this into your daily life, this will change your life and business. No matter what, we are all under pressure to resolve the experience. That's how we move the energy from the head to the throat for expression, from the root to the throat for expression. But from that pressure, are you then impatient 
and reactive to the pressure or grounded and in kind patience. Very often the kind patience is required for ourselves, right? Some, you know, I was in a psychology course. I'm taking more psychology courses and certifications in regards to that. And, and it's so true. And we hear this all the time. It almost seems cliche now. If your internal dialogue with yourself, if you would be horrified to say that to a friend or a loved one or a child, there's kind patience that first needs to be turned inwards. You have to hear, hear yourself to heal yourself. And it's not until you hear yourself that you can heal yourself and then you're able to hold space for others healing. So when we are moving from that pressure to resolve an experience, so maybe you're a manifester and you were inspired by something, but now you're under pressure to resolve the experience, especially if you have, say, the genius, she doesn't have it, but the genius to freak line, uh, connecting the Ajna to the throat. Well, now you have the not just pressure to resolve the experience, but pressure to, to speak about it. And you might not even know if it's worthy of you speaking about or thinking about or using your energy about yet. But that reactive, I react to my experience and I'm impatient of the wounded feminine, the wounded maiden, is forcing you to take action. Versus that kind patience and groundedness of the mother, which is from that place of the pressure, not being pressured to act, but being pressured to stay grounded and sovereign. And either it'll make sense or it won't, as Ra used to always say. He'd always, and people get so upset, he'd say, well, it'll make sense or it won't. What do you mean by that? I mean, it'll make sense or it won't. If it doesn't make sense, it wasn't meant for you. If it makes sense and you resolve the experience, you resolve the pressure, it was meant for you. And it'll only be meant for you in the time it's meant to be meant for you. It'll only be meant for you and truly yours and truly embodied, truly a healthy expression that when you speak it, other people are going to hear it and be moved by it. It's when you follow strategy and authority and impatience, reactivity are not part of anyone's strategy and authority. Even a generator that's responding moment to moment, that's not reactive. That's not impatient. They are very patient for the right thing to hit out of the park with their energy. The splenic center is not reactive and impatient. It's a no until it's a yes based on health. So what happens very often from this place, we're going to talk about in the Golden Path today how this plays out in terms of inter, or, um, individual circuitry because there's melancholy as a part of individual circuitry, which we again hold a lot of paradigms, labels, ideas around which prevent us from living our design. And it's all based on the, again, that wounded maiden. But what's really important that we that I bring forward here for you guys is that pressure to know what is not known will drive you crazy. And maybe it already is. And let me know if it already is. Because knowing doesn't mean you know. Now this is going to be a little trippy. But knowing does not mean you know what it is to be experienced or shared or said. Knowing does not mean you know how to communicate it at that moment. I'm so glad, yeah. Right? It's when we react and we're impatient in the wounded maiden that we then say, oh no, this is what it means. This is what it has to mean. This is what it means to me. Does it? 
no design is reactive from the impatient sense. Even a generator could be yes, but not now. Yes to one aspect of something, but no to the rest, and therefore you're still waiting. So because of our, and this is the thing, again, we have a culture that puts so much value on thinking, <laughs> pros and cons, Think about things before you make a decision. Um, even the logical mind, which I you can tell I love the logical mind. This has been, you know, a little unofficial study that I've been doing behind the scenes. I love the logical mind. My chart is very logical. I am almost primarily logic with a lot of openness, therefore wisdom on spirit and sensing. So I love the mind. It's part of my energetics. And we can get lost because we have this insecure attachment to the mind and this insecure and illusion of control if we're thinking about things and figuring it out and resolving that experience that you get lost and many people don't come back they have lost for a very long time maybe their whole lives in the mind drama and the how do I resolve this? Thinking, thinking, thinking. Okay, that happened. Now I have to think. Now I have to make sense of it. Oh, okay, this happened. Now there's something to know here for me. What is it? What is it? I have to figure it out. And maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you have, you're inspired, you're a manifest, you're inspired by an idea for a program. And now you're going, thinking, thinking, thinking. Now, now, now. There's something here for me. I need to figure it out. I need to resolve this. I need to know. <laughs> And it's totally normal. And this isn't to, you know, I, I, you know, I call myself out as well with this because we are all living in this and it's always a continue, continual de-rubbling and expansion <laughs> and spiral as we go through this. And nothing's going to be resolved there. Nothing's going to be resolved from that. It's me you describe. And Ross said, this is one of my favorite things because we... The wounded maiden has this illusion of control. It's an illusion of perfectionism. It's an illusion of, of all of it. It's, it's a veil that we're living in. And Ross said, imagine not being the passenger, but the, pa the personality strung out on all of this, caught up in how this gate works, that gate works, this channel works, that channel works. What is my purpose? What is not my purpose? It is about watching it. It's about watching it. It's about watching the energy. I say this all the time with my clients, right? I learned human design to lead you, to ask you the right questions so that you can find your innate genius. And of course, in business strategy, we can, that's a, this is more spiritual awakening we're talking about in business strategy we can leverage aspects of the human design absolutely to amplify profit potential in a launch a hundred percent and the strategy is only going to work as well as the embodiment is grounded i'm a firm believer that energy first strategy second because the strategy won't work if you're in fragmented energy the strategy won't work when we're in the not self we are creating static in our aura the strategy is not going to work if you are in static so imagine not being the passenger but the personality strung out on all of this we get lost there 
we get lost there. And especially if you have, so this is Gwen Stefani's chart. She, I picked hers because she has the head center defined with this channel, which is the personality. It's black, so it's personality attached to her Ajna. If you have that conscious, the personality that's connecting your head and your Ajna, you are also going to be so deeply attached to who you think you are. So deeply attached to who you think you are. That mind's not going to go down without a fight. And the not self's going to continue to try to make things happen based on who you think you are. And it's not going to happen. And you're going to cause more resistance. And then because you're defined and 70, 70% of humanity is undefined or open in the head center, they are amplifying at 200% the chaos that you are creating. Now everyone's thinking about things that don't matter. Now everyone's fixated, especially if you were to have this channel, fixated on who they think they are. And then the undefined head center and open head center is amplifying that and thinking that's who they are in at 200%. And it just causes chaos for everybody. So to wrap this up today, and again, in the, if you're in the golden path, we're going to go deeper into this in terms of individual circuitry. This movement, so we can say, get out of your mind. And really it is that simple. But if it was that easy, more people would be doing it. What we are trapped within is the wounded maiden that prevents that bridge into mother, which is allowing us to get out of the mind, right? We're putting the cart before the horse. We're saying, just get out of the mind. Easy as that. And yet we are grounded and rooted in wounded maiden. And we also are, our identity, if we think back to the start of this call, our identity is rooted in who we think we are, which is very likely not who you are. I don't care how long you've been in this experiment. The best advice I can give you is be the beginner every single day, even in regards to who you think you are. Because even in aspects of my journey where I was like, this is definitely who I am. More layers fall back, more conditioning falls back. And I'm like, holy shit, did I ever think I knew? So keeping that beginner's mind, that curiosity, that playfulness, that's one of the things I love about the golden path. Everyone's going through like deep shadow work there with a curiosity and a playfulness, playfulness, which makes the energy just incredible. But we can say, get out of your mind. It's not going to work as long as you are anchored into the wounded maiden. When we finally do make this transition into the embodied, the grounded, the self-sourced, self-sourced, which is literally human design, Human design says you are your own authority. No one has authority over you. What does healthy embodiment of mother say? You are self-sourced. You do not have to seek externally for anything. This doesn't mean we don't have mentors and guides or anything, right? This isn't now a hyper like swing the pendulum the other way where I need nobody. That's the mind. The mind will say this or that, right? Also notice where your mind goes to this or that. That's not what it's saying. It's saying those mentors are your guides. They're not the answer. They're not the key. They're not something you calibrate to. They're not the gift from heaven that without them, you would never figure it out. You are self-sourced. 
from a place of being a self-sourced, grounded, kind, patience, sovereign, intuiting, receiving, you can then get out of your mind. But you can't get out of your mind when you're trying, when you're putting pressure on yourself to think about things and how can I be perfect and what do I do next and reacting to everything around you and that continual impatience of what do I do, what do I do, what do I do, what do I think about, how do I put words to this experience, how do I put words to this, how do I do this? doesn't work like that so we're trying to put the cart before the horse which is preventing us from actually being off on our journey to embodiment to sovereignty to groundedness to being a part of that four percent and the question I keep asking myself is I love teaching business and how do I move that number up I want to see that number get bigger and four percent it's very interesting four percent have and anchor in a spiritual awakening from this information, it's right in line with psychology, which says 5% of people actually increase their emotional intelligence and, and their embodiment and their mental health over their lifetime, 5% of people. And again, that's not 5% of people that are not seeking help. Both of these are figures of those that are seeking these modalities, and yet that is the percent that's actually changing from it. So what I continually ask myself is, how can we make that number bigger? I'm not here to say that in my lifetime I'm going to make it 100%, <laughs> and I don't think it's ever meant to. I do not believe it's ever meant to. I, you know, as Richard Rudd often says, so we, and he doesn't say this part, but we create so much suffering on what we think we should be doing, need to do, have to do. We create so much suffering there. When maybe that thing you put on your vision board, you see it because it's meant for another life. And as part of being human means we do have limitation and that's the core foundational principle of human design and gene keys part of being human is having limitation and we again we don't want to hear that in a culture that is grounded on the wounded maiden we don't want to hear that because the law of attraction told me if I was just perfect enough with my energy, perfect enough with my mindset, perfect enough with my vision board, I could have whatever I want. I, you know, I can make it that impatience. If I just put 500 more things on my vision board and hold the vibe more and do more affirmations and take more courses on mindset, I can make it happen. I can make it happen. I can make it happen. It's all about me, self-centered, self-centered. What do I want? What do I want? That, that, rise of ego spirituality and you can hate me for saying it but it is happening right the core foundational principle of human design and jinkies is and this is something i taught in the golden path recently which is a mind-blowing thing for everyone is we have one path we're meant to walk here and you really can't fuck it up because either you're living it through the not self which is still your path and you're experiencing it at the shadow frequency or you're walking that path and you're experiencing through the gift or the city frequency, which in human design would be your embodied or true self frequency, but it still is the same path. And to give another um, visual of that in gene keys, you're, it's not like here, 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 three different levels. It's not, not like a video game, right? Everything is the same. The gift is inside the shadow. Not out here. It is inside the shadow. The city is inside the gift. It's just different octaves. Different octaves for anyone that knows music. 
of the exact same energy, the exact same expression. So you can't fuck it up. You are always walking your path. And I truly believe, and again, it's a core foundational principle of human design and gene keys, that we are limited (laughs) in this life. You are limited by the design you have. That's not bad. It's the culture and it's the toxic culture that's telling you that's bad. It's the toxic culture that's telling you being human is bad. It's the toxic culture that's telling you that having emotions are bad. So when we embody and we release these wounded maiden patterns, and another wounded maiden pattern I see a lot is expecting. If I do this, then I should get that. If I do this, then I should get that. If I hold the vibe, if I visualize a launch, a $100,000 launch, then I, then I deserve that. The universe owes me that, right? Again, that's the wounded maiden. If I do a vision board, then I deserve, then I get, then I expect that this is the result. So it's going to challenge everything you know to be true. When you start shifting to this, it's probably going to be very triggering in the beginning. It was very triggering for me in my journey on this. I test everything out on myself, guys, first. (laughs) Before applying it to clients, before bringing it publicly. And I'm really excited for the journey we're going on. I am going to have something coming up in regards to this. I don't know when it's going to be birthed. I don't allow the pressure to move me. In the meantime, we have the free three days leverage your human design to skyrocket sales. I'll drop the link. If you guys have not signed up, I will drop the link in the YouTube um, show notes. If you're on other platforms, you already have those links to sign up for the challenge. So it's free, totally free. You get to come hang out for three days. We're going to talk about how to let, cause I love this as well. I love it as well. And there's such a different expression of leveraging your human design from mother versus leveraging your human design for scales and skyrocketing sales and building a business from wounded maiden. It's such a different frequency. We're not really going to be getting into that too much at this training. The mother and the maiden won't really be a huge part of this training. Um, But what we're getting into is how to leverage your human design to skyrocket sales, which is then leading us into the launch. So I'll invite you to join me in business by human design, which is incredible and the world's largest business course for human design. I'm guaranteeing it's quite phenomenal. (laughs) I can't, the changes from everyone in the round one has been incredible. So I'll invite you into that first. And then I would say probably summer, maybe even fall, we'll feel into it. We'll start um, some programs on, it's going to be like root and ritual, rites and ritual, like getting into the mud of this, into the depths of this. Because again, if we're constantly putting the cart before the horse, and we're trying to like get out of our mind or embody our design, but we're still stuck in wounded maiden. We never will. We never will. And it's going to be a hamster wheel you get on. And then you're, you know, it's going to be like, ah, well, this, this didn't work for me. So maybe that'll work for me. And then new hamster wheel that didn't work for me. Maybe this will work for me. New hamster wheel. And it's always still coming from the wounded maiden energy, which is literally blocking your ability to be embodied, blocking your ability to receive everything you're meant to receive. Literally blocking, because I believe, and it's a core foundational principle of gene keys, that when you're embodied, the environment, and Ra even talks about, the environment takes care of you. The cosmos, if you will, takes care of you so that you can fulfill your mission. 
And yet when we're stuck in our head in those wounded patterns, we just suffer more, we create more resistance than we're meant to, and things get harder than we know they're meant to be. So if you're tired of things being harder than you're meant to be, I'm excited to do 2022 with you because this year is going to be one for the record books in terms of not just us and our small community, but the ripple effects in this world because this work is deeply needed and it's time that it's birthed. So I hope you guys enjoyed this today and took a lot of golden nuggets out of this. We have, you might have to watch it again. There's a lot that we went over here. And if you are in the golden path, I will see you in about an hour. I think, I think <laughs> I'll have to double check over there. And again, I have leverage your human design to skyrocket sales, free three day training. That's going to be happening the 21st, 22nd and 23rd. And if you're not in yet, I will drop the link in the show notes on YouTube. You are welcome, my friends. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for hanging out with me, guys. Mwah.